0: Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how long you have to go without exercise when you get stitches. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question and this podcast will give you the answers my name is Dr. Christopher Segler and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast so today we have Marla on who was uh, in Germany I think she basically bashed her leg and had to get stitches and she's a runner so she does not want to sit still so Marla um, why don't you tell us what happened how did you get this cut on your leg
1: Yeah. So basically I was in Germany for work and luckily I'd already finished a six mile run that morning. Um, but (laughs) yeah, I know. And I'd luckily gotten a nine mile in before the day before. So, um, but one of my favorite things to do when I travel is to, you know, oh, clearly like just get a chance to see the city. And so after my run, um, I got back to my hotel and I had a full work day because it was a work trip. But I figured I'd really quickly try to ride a bike over to the main church and check it out. And so I rented one of those four bikes that you can get anywhere on the street and that everybody uses. And Cologne is actually a super, super bike-friendly city. Um, and so I rented one and I got to the church and I was – and awing at its beauty and next thing I know my wheel went out from underneath me it was just uh, you know I'm a I'm an avid bike rider and I ride my bike to and from work every day in San Francisco but um, I'm not used to cobblestones (laughs) Uh and so I can do you know my railroad tracks and all sorts of other things and people dodging in San Francisco but apparently I'm not good at dodging um, big cobblestones so basically my wheel went out from underneath me it wasn't going very fast um, but it was just one of those things where the, you know, it was just the perfect placement. Um, the pedal went into my shin and because there's not much, you know, muscle or fat on the shin bone, it went straight to the bone and it actually didn't even notice it. Like I had black yoga pants on, so it wasn't like it was a big, gory scene. Um, and I actually just kind of wanted, went down to brush the dirt off my leg and looked at my hand and I found that I had some blood on my hand. So I was like, Hmm. Um, and so I pulled up my yoga pant and I saw my shin bone, which was really disgusting because I'm not good with gore. Um, but again, actually wasn't even that bloody. It just was, you could see that it was just a perfect placement, just went straight through. Um, and so it was probably like about an inch or two or so. Um, and so I walked over to the taxi stand. I parked my bike. Um, turned it off, you know, made sure that the charge wasn't still running. Um, and just luckily I speak German, which just is really fortunate for me. Um, and usually I buy the travel insurance, but because this was a work trip, I just didn't think about it. So um, basically I was left on my devices. And so I walked up to a taxi and had them take me to the closest hospital. And then I walked in and 30 minutes later I had what they said was three stitches But, um, you've seen the picture, Chris, I, I can't, I don't know how that's only three stitches. (laughs) It's it's not Yeah. It's a good three to four centimeters. I have a ruler next to it and I don't know, like if if that's only three stitches, then I don't know what, (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe she meant 30. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so basically, you know, of course you get the standard, um, I was told not to move much for the next 10 to 14 days. Um, especially the next, you know, three to four days. And unfortunately, my event required me to be on my feet. Um, But, you know, I I know that that's being on my feet is different than running. Um, But still, like my morning coffee is my run. And in traveling, I love to run. And for me to perform best at work, um, I usually need a nice good run in the morning. So that got me to Googling how long I need to be off of stitches, especially when it's not on a joint or something that moves. I mean, I can understand the risk of tearing open the stitches if it's on say, like a knee or, you know, an elbow or something. But given that I was in zero pain, and that it's just like right in the middle of my shin on my bone, and that, you know, I was stitched up with what feels like a good 30 stitches. Um, I was wondering, you know, like, what, what can I do? Because there was only so much, you know, arm weightlifting that I could do before I was going insane.
0: Right. Okay. And that's this, where you
1: come in. <laughs> yeah. So this
0: is a good question. So how long ago was it when you had the accident and got the stitches?
1: It was Monday.
0: Okay. Was so Monday. a week ago, basically, right?
1: Yes. And okay. Yes. And you'll be shocked to know that I did move around a bit. So. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise
0: me. But so this is the thing, right? So you're told basically, and this is pretty normal. You go to the doctor, you hurt yourself, and they say, "Okay, tough cookies, you're injured. You just need to sit still. Your stitches will come out in about 14 days." So you need to just chill out, relax, take it easy, quote unquote, take care of yourself over the next two weeks and do nothing, which for a runner and athlete sitting still is not taking care of yourself. That's like suicidal basically. So, so you don't really want to sit still unless you have to. And The first thing is to think about is like, why does a doctor tell you to not exercise? Because most people want to exercise and most doctors want us to exercise, but they tell you not to exercise just because they simply want to find the simplest way to get you to heal as quickly as possible. If you're a runner, we all know that we're going to go crazy if we have to wait for the full two weeks or whatever before the stitches come out before we start exercising. And there are a couple of variables that go into how long the stitches are there. So, if you're a normal adult and you rip the skin open and you have to have stitches on the front of your shin, it's usually about two weeks before the stitches come out. If you have an incision on the top of your foot, it's also about two weeks before the stitches come out. But if you have an incision on the bottom of the foot, the skin is different, and it takes longer to heal it's thicker, and that takes about three weeks so First of all, it's fortunate that it was in an area that takes sort of the least amount of time. If you're a kid, that would probably be about seven to 10 days. But again, you have really four considerations that put you at risk if you're exercising and you have stitches. So the first thing is infection. You don't want the incision to get infected because obviously that's not good for lots of reasons. The second thing is what we call dehiscence. And that's what you referred to just a minute ago when you said, you know, it has a good solid repair, there's stitches in it. You don't really want it to rip open, but it seems kind of impossible to rip it open if you have stitches there that seem like they're really holding it together. The third thing is you can get slow wound healing. So if you really aggravate it, then it can take a lot longer for it to heal. Like you just mentioned, it's not on a very bendy part, right? It's not at your ankle. It's not at your big toe joint. It's not at some place like your elbow that does move a lot. Like my son ripped his hand open at school and it's in a bendy part. And so, you know, we had to put a brace on it to hold it still so it would heal as quickly as possible. If he was moving his hand a lot and did not have a brace on, it it would have taken much longer. So fortunately, you already have that, you know, your shin bone is pretty stable, doesn't really move a whole lot. But if you do have a bendy part where it is moving more, you could slow the wound healing by exercising too early. And then the fourth concern is scar formation. So scar formation is only a concern for a couple of reasons. If you get a a painful scar, like on the bottom of your foot, then it can hurt because you're stepping on it. Obviously, you're not going to walk on the front of your shin. So then it's really just aesthetics. And if you don't really care about that part, then that's good because the more you move it, the more you irritate it, the more it swells, the more you do anything to aggravate the scar itself, it will scar more. One example of this on my knee, I had a reconstructive knee surgery. It had staples in four different incisions they put a a straight leg immobilizer on my knee afterward because it was a a reconstruction. But what happened was I I didn't, this was before I went to med school. So I didn't really know what to expect. And I remember like I kept having these sharp twinges of pain on the inside of my knee. Well, I thought, you know, they cut it open and they did all this stuff and they put screws in there and everything. So I just kind of thought, well, it's supposed to hurt. Well, it really wasn't supposed to hurt for two weeks. And when they finally went in for them to take out the stitches, what had happened is that, the gauze bandage that they had put on it actually got stuck on some of the staples on the inside of my knee. So the Velcro was actually stuck on the gauze. And every time the straight leg immobilizer moved at all, it was actually yanking on the staples on that incision line on the inside of my knee. And so it may not surprise you to hear that I now have a huge scar on the inside of my knee on that one incision, but all the other incisions, you can barely see them. And that's from mechanical irritation. So that's the thing is you can get a big, thick scar, but I don't care. I don't walk on my knee and I don't really care at all whether or not I have a scar. So that's not a concern. So in the location you're talking about, it's not really a concern either because, you know, it might be a scar, but so what? the way I think about this is you have a couple of variables that to think about. The first is location. You can't control that, right? But yours is a good location. It's on the front of your leg. It's not going to move very much. The skin's not very mobile there and it's not over a joint. So that's not really an issue. And then you have variables you can control. Basically, the three variables are hygiene, the dressing, and the type of exercise you're doing. If you're swimming, that's not good because when it gets wet, it's gonna break down more. It's gonna take longer to heal. It's more likely to get infected. If you sweat a ton, that's also not really good. Now, exercising in California Well, you don't really sweat nearly as much as you do if you're exercising in Houston, Texas, right? So that makes it easier because it's easier to keep it clean. But tons and tons of sweat basically takes the bacteria on your skin and kind of floods it across the incision and makes it more likely to get infected. Now, that's most important. Most critical the first two days. But once you're a week out, you already have a lot of collagen and epithelial cells laying down basically skin across there and you have a scab protecting it. So unless the scab breaks down because you really get it all goopy, then it's not really much of a concern at this point. The first two days, you should really take it easy if at all possible. Um, but then after that, it's not really that much of a, a concern but if you just change the bandage, like if you put a bandage on it before you exercise and it's a you know cotton bandage that absorbs some of that moisture and pulls it away from the incision and then you change the dressing right after you exercise, I think that's really helpful. You should cover it with a dressing though because particularly depending on where you are in San Francisco if you're running near the beach and you're running on the jogging path if it's windy you're going to get sand blown into the incision line and if you're sweating then that stuff is going to adhere to there but if you cover it with a dressing that protects it from any dirt and also if you're at work and you're wearing pants the dressing will protect the incision from abrasion and abrasion again is that same thing that really made my scar big it was just a more exaggerated version of abrasion where the gauze was caught on the staples and then the third variable that you can control is a type of exercise. Aerobic exercises in general is pretty good. So exercising on a bike, maybe not in your case because you got traumatized by a bike, but (laughs) if you're on a bike on a normal road and not cobblestones looking at a church, you know, being distracted on on a bike that you're not used to, it's probably totally safe for you because there's very little stress applied to it. The stuff that would be worse for it would be things that are high impact, high stress like box jumps or maybe deadlifts, you know, things that require a lot of force. So in general, we tell people not to do things like box jumps, things that are high intensity, step aerobic kind of classes and weightlifting just because we think there's more stress and strain. But you can be reasonable about this. You can go to the gym and lift weights and not do anything to stress your leg at all, right? You could do a CrossFit class and do lots of stuff that doesn't really stress your leg and at the same time you could do a run that's very stressful for your leg so if you're doing a run and it's relatively short and it's not really that much impact it's probably not that bad at the same time if you use a bandage over the shin and you wear a a compression sleeve or a compression sock that's covering the bandage that compression kind of stabilizes the tissue and it doesn't really gyrate as much when you're running and that can also protect it and keep it from becoming a problem the main points of all this is really simple if you have stitches basically no exercise for the first 48 hours if the doctor tells you to ice it in your case it sounded like blunt force trauma almost to it right and it kind of split it open and in that case icing it may have been helpful just because when you smack it and split it open like that as opposed to just a straight up laceration where you cut it with a blade or a piece of glass or something It may actually swell more uh, because it's kind of crushed tissue in a way. So during the first 48 hours, it might be some benefit to ice it, but there's not much benefit of icing it after that. The first 48 hours, though, is the critical piece. That's where most of the healing starts. That's when you get the scab that actually sort of seals and protects it from infection. And that's the most important time to not exercise. The other thing you mentioned that's interesting is you said they told you it was like three stitches but it looks kind of like 30 stitches and a horizontal mattress suture is basically like it's four holes so even though technically it's only one stitch it's a couple of different passes through the skin and so it looks like a lot more than just one stitch a simple interrupted stitch is where you go straight through and you tie it in one piece and that's what most people think of as a single stitch and so a lot of people think though in fact even when I was in medical school I remember when they first started explaining to us most of the students when you said well if you have an incision on the front of the leg that is an inch long how long should that heal well about 14 days about well what if you have an incision that goes all the way from your ankle to your hip like if we do a a vein stripping procedure or a bypass surgery on your leg it takes the same amount of time because the incisions heal side to side and not end to end so the actual length of the incision has no bearing on how fast it's going to heal It will heal just as fast as if it's a small incision or a long incision. The big thing is no swimming. You do not really want to soak the incision because the scab and the stuff that is sort of formed to seal that will break down. If you do that, it's way more likely to get infected and it can take a lot longer to heal even if it doesn't get infected. The other point is that, again, if you don't aggravate it, the scar is not going to get thicker. So do something to try to keep it from getting aggravated. Cover it with a dressing, keep a compressive sleeve on it or something that kind of squeezes the leg and kind of holds that still as you exercise. And the bottom line is that if you don't have pain when you're doing the activity, it's probably not irritating the wound and it's probably okay. You just don't want to have exercise that stresses the wound or stretches the skin in a way that the stitches, you know, you're concerned they're actually going to pop. Now, that also has to do with swelling. You don't want it to swell too much because if it really swells a lot, then it really can stretch out and pop the stitches. You have to do something extraordinary, I think, in your case, given where it's located for that to happen. But if you really do a ton of exercise, you will get swelling in your legs. And if you're not wearing compression socks or compression sleeves over that area, it could swell potentially and that could delay healing. Obviously, you don't want to do contact sports. If you have a a healing incision with stitches in on the front of your leg, probably don't want to play ice hockey or uh, soccer or doing jujitsu or something like that. You don't want to do weightlifting or box jumps or something that's high trauma. And if you feel like it's sore after you exercise, you can always ice it on top of the bandage and that will make it feel better. And then just keep addressing on it, you know, change it after exercise, make sure you watch for any swelling, control the swelling like we talked about, and then call your doctor if you have any pain, any redness, any funky drainage, or any kind of signs of irritation. But that's really the bottom line you don't have to not exercise just because you have stitches particularly someplace like the front of your shin now if you have open heart surgery and you have not just an incision on your chest but the the sternum has to close that's completely different so there's a different reason with different surgery if you have for example like a hernia repair Well, most of the time, the doctor's going to tell you, don't even pick up a gallon of milk for several weeks. If you have a baby, it's the same thing. They tell you, don't pick up a gallon of milk for several weeks. That's a completely different story, but we're just talking about the foot, the ankle, the leg, when you can exercise. And in most cases, really, it's just the first two days. After that, you just have to be sensible about it, protect it, keep it clean, make sure that you're not getting tons of sweat in the incision line. And to protect that, it's just change the bandage more often before and after you exercise and that'll keep it protected. Haven't said all that stuff, what questions do you have?
1: You did a pretty fabulous job of answering pretty much everything. <laughs> so thank you for that. No, I really was interested about the impact. And um, my instinct was to not do deadlifts because at first I was like, oh, maybe I'll just weight lift. And then that just didn't, that felt really wrong. So that's good to know that that's somewhat validated. And I did do a spin bike, but I did wait for the 48 hours clearing, I did go back to the hospital and she said that I had no infection. So after that is when I let myself get a little bit, um, more lenient with what I would do. I just kind of went to the gym and stared and tried to figure out what I could and couldn't do. So it sounds like luckily I I didn't do any damage because half of the days that were on a plane because of, you know, just international travel. But, um, But good to know that now that I'm about a week in that, you know, this next week while I wait to get them taken out, that that I'm pretty safe to, to do some things here and there. Um, I think the last question I would have is there just seems to be a lot of mixed messaging on types of things you would put on top of it. Again, I'm not, I'm with you on the aesthetic side. Like, I would rather go running than have a beautiful shin. Um, so, I am, and there's like mixed conflicts on like neosporin, vitamin E, like, you know, so any sort of suggestions like right after the sutures come out. And again, less about. The aesthetics, but more of just about like best practices to make sure that, you know, I'm in the home run.
0: Yeah. So basically here's the deal with wound healing. And that's what you have when you have stitches. It's just a fancy closure of a wound, right? You want it to be normal tissue and normal amount of fluid or in and around the incision. So with wound healing, I mean, it, sound, it sounds like a joke, but in residency, we were in a actually a wound healing conference uh, session. And one of the first year residents asked, something like, what is the basics of wound care? And I sort of being like the smart ass chief resident said, well, basically, if it's moist, you dry it out. If it's dry, you put something on it to moisten it. And the director laughed and he said, "Uh, actually, although I hate to say this out loud, Chris is actually right. That really is the bottom line. So if you put Neosporin on it, the Neosporin, even though we think of it as an antibiotic ointment, If you look at the research on it, statistically, if you have stitches and you put Neosporin on, it's probably not more likely to prevent it from getting infected. But what Neosporin is really good at, since it is an ointment, is it holds a lot of moisture along the incision. So if it seems like your skin is actually drying out along the incision line, you can use Neosporin and it will keep it moist. But if you have too much moisture, that's not good either because it gets, the medical term is macerated. But that's like when you sit in a hot tub all day and your skin gets kind of like white and sort of starts flaking off. That's not good for it either. So basically, if it starts getting too moist and starts turning white along the incision line, you definitely need to stop the ointment. I think in most cases, just a dry bandage is enough, particularly if you're exercising, because when you exercise, you sweat. It's really just keeping it clean and not making it too moist. And if you exercise with a bandage and you sweat a lot and the the cotton grabs all that sweat and holds that as a form of moisture next to the incision line and then you don't change it, it'll actually macerate the incision line just because it's holding like this damp bandage on it. So. I don't really think the dressing matters that much. It just depends on the person's skin. Just like when you go buy lotion, if you look at it, there's like literally the same brands of lotion. You can get lubriderm or Eucerin for dry skin, for normal to dry skin, for oily skin. Mm-hmm. And they have different sort of capacities to add moisture to the skin, and everybody's different. If your skin's pretty normal and you're exercising and you're healthy, I don't think you have to use any kind of that stuff, any ointment or whatever. Some people like to use it, but nothing works for everybody. If there was one thing that worked for everybody, we would all do it and there would be no discussion about it. There's not one shampoo that works best for everybody. Some people, if they use one shampoo, it'll dry their hair out. Others, it's the opposite. You just have to sort of pay attention to it and be reasonable and sensible about it. The one thing I think most people really don't think about, though, is that sort of amount of impact and vibration that happens with your leg when it hits the ground with your running. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but if you look at a slow motion video of a runner landing when they impact and they hit the ground, you can see these sort of waves of motion through the skin. So if you think about that, and then you think about wearing a compression sleeve or compression socks over the bandage, it really does sort of hold the skin still when you impact the ground. And I think that actually is something that is simple that you can do that will protect it. But you just have to pay attention to it. And as long as it looks like it's in good condition, it's not completely drying out, it's not flaky and all that stuff, then you probably don't need to add any ointment or anything to, um, to moisten it further until the stitches come out. Once the stitches come out and the scab is sort of approaching the time it's going to come off, that's when you can start using something like vitamin E or silastic sheeting, or you can get ointments that are basically supposed to reduce the amount of scar like Mederma, And you can use those afterwards. You can use Moderma, you can use vitamin E cream or ointment. And I think they can help the scar remodel a little bit. So it's not quite as bad, but that's not something you have to do while you have stitches in. You don't want to do that until later.
1: And then um, just because I would love to get these things out, the last question I have would be kind of like, what's up with that 10 to 14 day window? Because to me, four days is big difference so you know not wanting to go to the hospital or sending you like a a photo every two days like what's the best way to know if it's closer to 10 or if it needs more like 14
0: (laughs) yeah so that so that depends right so if you're young you're healthy like so there are all these variables right if you're young healthy you eat a reasonable diet which most athletes do then you can probably take them out earlier on the end of that spectrum if you go 14 days, there's much less risk of having the wound split open later. If I were to take it out at 10 days, I would say, well, you could probably do that. But if, if you've been exercising, it might actually take a little bit longer for it to actually heal, so you'd probably want to wait till 14 days. The overwhelming majority of doctors that do foot surgery, we have like a specific day we do surgery. We usually have a post-op day the next day or the day after, and then it's on weekly cycles when we see those patients. It's almost always like 14 days just because that's what's most convenient for the doctor in the office. I mean, it's really like a a logistical thing more than it is an individualized wound healing thing. Because think about it. I mean, think about you, right? You're young, you're healthy, you're an athlete. Would it make any sense that if somebody who was 75 and had diabetes and did never exercise and who smoked, do you think that they could take out the stitches the same day as you and it would be fine if they had the exact same incision as you. That'd be crazy, right? Probably I mean, <laughs> not.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, no. So, for them, for sure, it'd be three weeks. Yeah. For anybody that, you know, I did surgery on who was older and diabetic and a smoker, any of that kind of stuff, it was always three weeks. And the only risk with that is they're more likely to get a scar. But so what? That's better than a dehiscent incision that gets infected. Particularly with somebody like, you know, particularly somebody like that um, who's fragile. by 10 days, it's possible they could come out. But, you know, you're given that you have been exercising and all that. And the only difference between 10 days and 14 days in terms of the outcome, if you wait longer, is that you're more likely to have a little bit more of a scar. I think it's probably worth it to yeah. wait the, and do it at 14 days. That's what I really think.
1: Yeah. No, I'd, I'd way rather do that. Um, and is there like a concept of too long? So, I mean like if it went to 15 or 16 now that you're saying it, like if I wanted to be triple careful, oh, should yeah. I wait so, even another extra day or two or is it now like a risk that there's gonna like grow over the the wound? Yeah, no. The,
0: it, does, it does. In that location, it won't do that. Um, I actually did okay. surgery on a guy one time um, who'd been in a motorcycle accident and it was literally like two years after his surgery And when i was doing the surgery i found one of those stitches the same kind you know that you have and it was he was so mad later he was like i knew it that doctor he was a jackass but it was in a really bad spot and if i hadn't been doing surgery on him truthfully i wouldn't have found it either because it was in a skin fold between the toes Mm -hmm. it was really easy to miss now so the skin can sort of close over those but it doesn't usually happen so you're not really at risk of that what you're more likely to get is just a more visible scar where you get like uh, the sort of train track look, you know, where you can see the line and the mm-hmm. holes. Let's say you leave me in four weeks. Like you could do that. I mean, I've done that before on really unhealthy, non-compliant, you know, belligerent diabetic patients that just were, totally would not even listen to me at all for anything you know, that would call me names and stuff. I would just leave them in like for a month. And because, you know, the, but the only issue is that the actual, the little the little channel where the stitch goes through your skin, down one side and up out the other, it can basically fully epithelialize like a tunnel. Just like when you have a, a pierced ear, yep. you know, when you take it out, it doesn't bleed, right? Well, it has skin like healed all the way around through the whole tunnel. And you can basically get that that goes all the way down under the incision. And that can be like a sort of an irritating point. On the front of your skin, of course, you're never going to like rub it or walk on it. So it doesn't matter. But I still, I think, you know, if you're young and healthy, two weeks is a completely reasonable time unless something horrible happened. Like if you thought it was good, but you were surfing for every other day the whole time, well, you probably don't really want to take them out at two weeks because it might have compromised the healing a bit. But in most people's cases, I think two weeks is completely reasonable.
1: Perfect. And that does answer all my questions. And I really, really appreciate it because yeah, it really went beyond, above and beyond all the questions I had. And hopefully this helps other people too because I have to imagine I'm not the only person who's in this situation.
0: No, no, you were you not the first and you won't be the last. But Marla, thank you very much for doing a cartwheel off a Ford bike in Germany so everybody else can learn from your experience. <laughs> we appreciate that. So you've definitely gone the You're extra welcome. mile. Yeah, I think that'll, that'll help a lot of other people figure out what to do when they have one of these things and you know and they're trying to figure out does it really matter because it does matter it matters the location in terms of where it is if it's on the front of your ankle that's a lot worse than when it's on the front of your shin and uh and you have a lot of different variables to consider but i think you calling in to talk about it has really been helpful
1: all right marla <laughs> thanks you too Bye-bye. All right, bye bye <laughs> bye
0: Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And listen, I want to ask you to do a huge favor for me. Please share it with one of your friends. Send it to somebody who's a runner who you think can benefit from the podcast so that they can keep running as well without injury. And please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen to your podcast.